to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. My name is Alexis. If you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in. I will let you know that around this time of year, around the new year, the vibes, the New Year's resolution vibes, uh, the holiday season, you know, we get a lot of new listeners on the podcast and I love it, but then it never fails. Um, Six months later, the numbers drop off, whatever it might be. Um, And I love that and I think it's interesting, but if you are listening now, I wanna challenge you, big time challenge, that this podcast is going to be the podcast. It's going to be the one that you decide. Um, it's not even New Year's yet. It's We're still not even at Christmas when I'm launching this episode. Um, but you need to make the conscious decision now, today, that things are going to change for you. That this is, um, th- life is never going to be the same. All right, that's my challenge to you. That's what I want you to get out of today's uh, episode. It's going to be great, of course, otherwise I wouldn't be recording it. But as always, if that makes you feel uncomfortable, uh, what I just said, that challenge of, well, you're never going to be the same now, um, sit with that. Why does that make you feel uncomfortable? Why do you have this deep desire to not allow change to occur for you forever? Are you seeking out another crash diet? And if so, this is not the the place uh, for that. I don't support crash diets. I don't educate on crash diets. This is the place where you come to change your life forever. So I do want to give um, a little bit of a holiday interlude. I don't like to do entire podcasts on just the holidays because it's not very relevant year round. Um, and I want you to be able to listen to episodes all the time, not just during the holiday season. So before we jump right into the episode and talk about you know how you're going to be successful in the new year with your physique um, and all your goals, let's just talk about the holidays and where this will apply maybe all year round. We have to have a very serious heart to heart. Now, like I said, this can apply year round, right? To birthdays, anniversaries, vacations, etc. One holiday is not going to derail you from your goals. It's seriously not. Um, you should know this by now if you are a, a reoccurring listener. Um, it's really about what you do with the rest of the year. But most of us, I want you to hear me very clearly, most of us use the holidays as an excuse to never do anything else the rest of the year. We say, well, you know, I'm just going to not intentionally stay in this cycle of, well, I just don't care about what I eat on the holidays. I don't give a shit about myself. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start the day after. And while yes, one day of eating is not going to completely derail your progress in your health and your fitness and all those things. The I'll start Monday or I'll, I'll start tomorrow mentality, when that day rolls around, you never actually get to it. You never actually do anything that you said you were going to do. And that is what's keeping you from long-term success. So if that is you, all right, we're not going to do that. And that's why I'm posting this episode a few weeks before January 1st, so you can 
actually plan to be successful after the holidays, uh, actually get your gym membership before January 1st, actually fill your fridge with high protein, nutrient dense foods for when the holidays end, it's go time. It's game time. That doesn't give you the free pass or excuse to binge eat over the holidays or treat yourself like an asshole, but it should give you the permission to start your fitness journey, your health journey, your wellness, whatever it might be for you today instead of January 1st, because you can actually make a lot of progress in your routines by January 1st if you really set your mind to it. And of course, if that applies to you. Not everyone is looking to lose weight. Some people need to set very high fitness goals and maybe you should utilize the additional calories over the holidays to hit some PRs in the gym. Certainly what I want to be doing or hope to be doing, my body willing. And I do want to say for a lot of you, the holidays, um, let me scale back, for a lot of you, the holidays might not be so awesome. And I really want to take a beat on that because um, the holidays for me have not always been awesome. And they're not always great, you know, for kids of divorce, for people who are experiencing their first holiday season uh, during a season of loss, Maybe you lost someone uh, very important to you. Maybe you struggle with seasonal depression. Um, Whatever it might be, the holidays are triggering for people, a lot of people. And so if that is you, especially over the next two weeks, I really want you to be kind to yourself, be gracious to yourself, and take up space with those feelings, be communicative of your feelings, and reach out for help. Uh, and support. And if the holidays are not happy or exciting for you, I deeply understand and want you to know that there are people out there who get it. And as always, message me if you're sad and need a friend on the holidays. That's what I'm here for as a friend. So for some of you, the thought of a new year might feel quite depressing. Uh, You might look back on the year and feel like you haven't achieved much or maybe accomplished anything. And um, I want you to really dig in and hear me here. Um, I'm going to tell you what I would tell myself and do tell myself. If that's true, that you didn't accomplish anything this year, um, then own up to it. And it's time to work your ass off in the new year then and to stop kidding yourself. If it's only half true, then I need you to give yourself some grace and actually celebrate the things that you have accomplished and pay attention to them. Now, if that's not true at all, that you haven't accomplished anything this year, then shut the fuck up and celebrate the hell out of yourself, okay? (laughs) All of those things can also be true at the exact same time. And that's on nuance. So no one is coming to save you, even from yourself. So I really hope that that you can celebrate your your highs and be really honest and real with yourself about your lows that you've experienced this year. That's the only way you're going to grow, but also the only way you're going to have sanity, positivity, and clarity through in uh, within that growth. So if you do not prepare, 
for this year at all. You're just like, oh yeah, like New Year's resolutions, whatever. I don't really care. It's not really important to me. I've never been a New Year's resolution person. I'm going to tell you this. If you don't prepare, you prepare to fail, okay? It doesn't matter what goals you have. Maybe the only intention you set for the year is to do kind things for other people or to set a financial goal. Whatever it might be, if you don't prepare, you prepare to fail. So period. Um, We need to get ready for the year starting now um, because January 1st is a Monday, people. So I know that everyone on Sunday night is going to be like, oh yeah, like I have tomorrow off and like it's a long weekend and whatever and I'm going to chill. Don't bring that energy into the new year. Not, not going to accomplish anything if you don't prepare. So let's set the new year right. Um, we need to get something straight before I give you the very simple three steps, which I'm sure many of you clicked on it being like three fucking steps. Like, yeah, sign me up. Like three steps. What, what in life is three steps and can be achieving anything? Well, it's true. So before, before we get to those three steps, we need to set the new year right, set something straight. We are not bringing crash dieting into the new year. We need to start making real change and crash dieting is not going to be real. It's not going to bring that change for you. We're not starving ourselves. We're not doing detoxes. We're not doing powders. We're not doing cleanses. Like we're just doing the straight up hard work. That's it. There's no getting out of it, baby. Nope. None. We're not doing the gummy skin care, like the skin nail gummy bears. Um, We're not doing any of that shit. We're doing the hard work that we know we need to do. And if you're new here again and you don't know what the hard work is, there's some podcast episodes in the back and coming in the future that you're going to need to tune into. In addition to this, we're going to dedicate the next year. Oh, yeah. Well, New Year's resolutions, Alexis. I, I know. I know. Like the whole year. That's the point of the resolutions. I get it. Like dedicate the new year. No, like be fucking for real. Like. We're dedicating the entirety of the year. Like I saw this video oh, and it sent me so hard. Like it was very funny. This guy was like, yeah, you know, um, I hate New Year's resolutioners. This uh, fitness professional is like, I hate New Year's resolutioners, which hear me out. That's a very specific type of person. And he was like, they come up to me in the gym and they ask me questions. And he's like, I've always have a guy come up to me, never fails. Like, yo, bro, like what split should I start? Like I'm new to the gym. What split should I be on? And he's like, I jokingly say like, you're already on a split, my guy. 52. 52. And he's like, what do you mean 52? Two weeks on, 50 50 weeks off. (laughs) And I find that so funny because New Year's resolutioners, people who are not serious about changing their lives, approaching the gym. This is a very specific type of person that they know what they're doing. Every single year, they're like, yeah, I'm going to do this health journey. And they start keto for two weeks. They maybe get a gym membership and they do that every single year. And you're, if you do that, you know who you are. Um, and it's not hating on you. It's not being welcoming of you in the gym. It's just there's a very different uh, distinction between New Year's resolutioners and people who set a New Year's resolution and genuinely, desperately desire, like, crave, the, the have this gumption 
to want to change. And sometimes that fades a little bit and, and comes back. Very different type of people. But don't be the 52. The two weeks on where you you spend two weeks of the entire year actually giving a shit about your health, giving a shit about going to the gym or not. And then you spend the rest of the 50 weeks of the year letting life bump and toss you around. And then you welcome in 2025, which holy fuck, like having achieved nothing again. Um, I really don't want that for you. So that shit's going to stop now. So dedicate the year. You might not want to be in a weight loss phase for a year. That's probably not ideal uh, for the majority of you, but it's time to get very serious about your health. Um, And everyone can continue to take their health seriously. Everyone can can continue to move that goalpost, can push themselves harder, uh, get different goals, better goals, performance goals, all of the things. So everyone can take their health more seriously, whatever part of that may be, and dedicate the next year in its entirety to improving it. This means every single day you do something, a little bit of something for your health, um, a little bit more day in and day out, and set some serious goals, some serious strength goals, maybe some performance goals, nutrient intake goals, some physique goals, weight loss, whatever it might be. But the key thing here is going to be holding yourself very radically accountable. And if you struggle with that, reach out to me. My whole coaching uh, content now or my, my main coaching prioritization with people is wildly centered around accountability because, again, the mechanisms are very simple. I told you we're going to break it down in three steps. It's very simple. But actually holding yourself to those three simple things, now that, oh, it's fucking impo- like not impossible. I t- whoop take that really, walk it back really far. It feels fucking impossible sometimes because psychologically we are our worst enemy as human beings. We are dramatically irrational um, and for the most part, let ourselves get bumped around by life in all things, not just our health, not just our fitness, not just our food. So you're going to dedicate the next year. All right. So now for the action, now for the three steps. And the reason why I want to dumb it down to three steps um, is because I want to emphasize and show you just how simple health can be um, and that it's much, much closer in your reach than you think, which is a positive thing. We, We want these things to feel attainable, reachable, and not so, so, so far away. Um, and I think that in a, you know, really like not, they're not trying to be malicious, right? Not a malicious intent, but I think that doctors and other professionals really try to simplify it without uh, full scope, context, empathy, and all those things that we've talked about on the podcast before um, by saying like, oh, we'll just eat less and move more. And they say that with good intentions. They don't say that with malintentions. And so I don't want you to see that or hear that in this, in these three steps. But at the same time, I want you to feel empowered that it could just be as simple as starting with these three steps, these three things um, that would get me on the path of least resistance, okay, to want to actually travel it, to actually approach it. So I'm going to take the whole eat less, move more 
a little bit further um, to make you feel like that's actually something that you can incorporate into your life as a as one part of your health, as one part of uh, your journey. So the path of least resistance is always the path most travel. So let's get traveling on it. What I want you to do for most people, this is going to be hard, but we're going to do it. The first step, you're going to get 10,000 steps in a day, every damn day. 10,000 steps, when I say that, some people are like, wow, like 10,000 steps is like, isn't that like the bare minimum? That's not that much. I'm going to tell you right now for a person, I work a desk job, guys. Okay, I talk to people all day long. For the majority of people who are sedentary, which is a lot of Americans, 10,000 steps a day is, is hard. That takes effort. You have to go on a walk. You have to be intentional with your movement and you have to choose to get up every day. No excuses. 10,000 steps a day. Why did I pick that number? For no scientific reason at all, except for the fact that usually we see the health benefit threshold scientifically around 8,000 steps a day, but I want it to be a challenge. I want you to strive for something that pushes you to believe in yourself, to be motivated by your action every day, to know that you can do something that's a little bit hard um, and rise to the occasion and that your body is also going to rise with you, okay? 10,000 steps also for most people means that they're going to have to intentionally move their body, intentionally go on a walk. A lot of people can kind of skirt by with six to 8,000 steps a day if they have a little bit of a busy like day, maybe they have kids or they have a dog that they have to walk. Six to 8,000 steps might naturally occur to you. So then to get to that 10,000 step threshold, again, you're going to have to actually give a shit about yourself, plan out a 15, 20, 30 minute walk. You're actually going to have to be intentional with your movement and your time and your scheduling in your life. So again, for some of you, this might mean, oh yeah, a 30 minute walk, but others, this might be some crazy radical challenge. If you're getting 5,000 steps a day, doubling it is going to feel impossible. It's a challenge for that reason. Now I will give you an empathetic, gracious approach. If you are only getting three to 5,000 steps a day right now, go for 8,000 as your bare minimum. Rise to an occasion, set an occasion high, so that you actually get moving and make a dent in your daily movement and raising your need. The second thing that we're going to do, again, three simple steps. Get 10,000 steps a day, one. The second thing we're going to do is you're going to set a calorie and protein goal and you're going to stick to it every single day. But hear me in this. No foods are off limits. There's no good foods. There's no bad foods. Inevitably, though, within that, if you're going to hit your calorie goal and your protein goal every single day, you're going to have to make some sacrifices, most likely. You're not going to be able to just eat, plow through whatever you want. But there are no good foods, no bad foods, okay? If reaching a calorie goal every single day feels really overwhelming or restrictive, then you can have a weekly calorie goal and adjust that to your lifestyle. This calorie goal doesn't necessarily have to be a deficit. It can be a maintenance number or even a surplus based on like your overarching health goals for yourself. But set a goal and actually stick to it. 
Okay. We are practicing here discipline and awareness to what our overall food consumption is. So what you want to do with that is up to you. So like if you want to eat pizza on the weekends, you want to eat your, your wings on the weekends, fit that into your weekly calorie goal. Make sure you're not dramatically bottoming out your protein on that day, you know, cushion protein around it and still be able to live your life. But we're practicing discipline here and the very good skill of saying no to others and most importantly ourselves. So what do I mean by no foods are off limits? We aren't going to go into this new year resolution with extreme crazy scarcity mindset filled with restrictions because that's not going to get you anywhere long-term sustainably. Um, we are going to absolutely prioritize whole foods that will determine how hungry you are and how much you're going to feel like shit or not. Um, if you eat like shit, you are going to feel like shit. Again, there are no bad foods, but if you choose never to hit your protein goal, if you choose always to overconsume food far beyond what is necessary within a surplus to gain muscle, you're going to feel like shit, period. If you choose to not eat fruit and vegetables and high fiber foods, you're going to feel like shit, period. It's not a matter of moral, immoral, good or bad. It's just scientifically is what it is. Your body needs nutrients. Your body needs fiber. Your muscles need protein. Your brain needs healthy fats. You need good carbs for energy. And I say good carbs again, that whole, it's so ingrained into us, even myself, good and bad foods. You need nutrient dense carbs like potatoes to give you energy in the day. Okay. You can make most foods quote unquote work, but we're not playing macro Tetris here. Sure. Um, but playing that macro Tetris might and make you very fucking hungry at the end of the day. So try not to do that. Um, then the third step, all right? So we've got 10,000 steps a day. Got our, our very reasonable movement pattern, daily movement pattern, daily movement uh, goal set for the day. We've got setting a calorie and a protein goal and making sure that we hit that bare minimum 80% of the time. And if you don't know what 80% looks like, then you need to track your food. The third and final thing we're going to do, all right, is we're going to lift weights a minimum of three times a week. Ideally, I'd love it to be five times a week, okay? Um, If you've never lifted weights before ever, Reddit, YouTube, a beginner weightlifting program and download it and give it a shot. Go up to somebody in the gym who looks like they know what they're doing or looks fit or you see there a lot of the time. Um, Go up to the gym desk and say, I'd love a free consultation with a trainer of where the direction is I should be going. There are so many free resources out there um, that at this point, excuses are lame. Okay. Um, I will also highly encourage you just throw yourself into it and give it your best effort. And within that, I would start with machines um, because they're safer, they're more stable, and you can still grow uh, and learn a lot with machines. 
Okay. Um, and then, you know, especially if the dumbbells or barbell scares you, freaks you out, go for the machines. The machines are awesome. They were invented and designed for a reason. Give them a shot. They're great. If you have questions about machines in full throat throttle, go up to the front desk and say, teach me how to use this machine. Looks awesome. I have no clue how to use it. Guys, I have been lifting for a long time. I still have to ask questions about new machines that I've never used before. I fumble and fuddle around with new machines. It's okay. It's part of it. Not going to know everything. We only know what we know. Um, Now, if you're like, oh yeah, I've been using machines for a while. I like machines. Machines are good, but I don't get any progress. I'm not growing. I don't know. Like then we're going to dumbbells or barbells. Got to do it. Got to push ourselves. Got to lift heavy. We love machines. Machines are great. One drawback of a machine is usually we will outgrow the, the, uh, amount of weight that's on the machine. If you're only lifting on machines, cause you're going to get strong. You're going to outlift what the machine can provide you. And that's a good thing. Um, dumbbells and barbells also offer, um, compound movements, which give additional, uh, challenge to the central nervous system and your skeletal system, which can provide additional growth, additional challenge, um, to your entire physique. So it's good. It's a good thing. Look it up on YouTube. There are so many great resources. Um, Jeff Neppard, 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 however you say his name is a good resource. Very logical. Um, I like him. He, he also has a very welcoming, gentle approach. Um, good teacher. He's very good communicator. That's where I would start. That's where I send most people. Um, don't be scared. Everybody in the gym is thinking, so, so dramatically about themselves. It's actually hilarious. Uh, no one's looking at you. And even if they are, fuck them. Asshole you don't want to be friends with. So again, the three things we're going to get 10,000 steps a day at all costs, rain or shine. You might have to walk in the rain. You might have to walk on a treadmill. You might have to go to the gym and walk after your workout. Womp womp. Second thing, you're going to set a calorie goal and a protein goal and stick to it. Third, you're going to go to the gym and lift weights three to five times a week. That's it. It's all I want you to try to do for the next year. And when I say that, a lot of people will be like, that's it. That's it. That's a lot of fucking work right there. That's a lot of trial and error. That's a lot of things you've got to manage. That's a lot of things you've got to organize. But yeah, that's it. So, oh, a thing again, what do I do though if I'm if I'm hungry? That's always a question. What do I do if I'm hungry? I set my calorie goal, but I'm hungry. Pay attention to your volume and fiber and whole foods and of course your protein goal, but set a reasonable calorie goal. And if you struggle with that, I just might be able to help you out. I don't know. Maybe I might being funny. Okay. How are you going to do those three things? Like, yeah, that sounds nice. Alexis. I'd love to do that. That sounds like a fucking shit ton of work. Um, I don't really want to do all of that work. 
Um, I get 5,000 steps a day and I haven't been to the gym in years. Like, how are you expecting me to just go from zero to 100 real quick? Babe, I want to encourage you. If you have this negative energy, this really desperate feeling, I don't know what to do. This sounds really hard. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. You don't have to go balls to the walls overnight. Okay. We're going to take it a step at a time. You're probably going to have to go on a walk. Maybe two. You're probably going to have to get really, really serious about your routine. If you have kids, if you have a a very, um, demanding job, you're probably going to have to do a really, really serious inventory of your life and cut the shit. You're probably going to have to get a good sleep routine in. You're probably going to have to track your food, maybe get a food scale and actually make a grocery list before you go to the store. You might have to look up some recipes or follow some recipe accounts on Instagram to get inspiration or ideas, maybe a Pinterest board. You're going to need to maybe you have weights at home. You might need to get a gym membership. Okay. You might download a program online. That's $9.99. But I will tell you, there's a lot of fucking free stuff. So you might have to buck up and manage your hunger like an adult. It sucks. How do you do that? You eat whole foods, fiber, protein, and volume. Um, you might just have to suck it up sometimes. And when I say those things, I hate it. I hate it with all my being. I hate saying that. Um, but there's this certain level of in-between that we have to find. The in-between of being radically accountable, in charge, and owning our own bullshit, Um, but at the same time, radically empathetic and kind towards the very real challenges we do face day in and day out. And I would tell you that doing those three things as much as possible, as consistently as possible, is probably one of the kindest things you're ever going to do for yourself. The nicest things like that you're ever going to do because it actually means that you have to prioritize yourself probably for the first time in a long time. Okay. Um, you know, it's very interesting to me. I work with a lot of different clients, um, who come from very different backgrounds and everybody's looking for exterior motivators Um, everyone, they say, well, my kids are, are really great motivators. I want to be healthy for my kids. You know, my partner is a good motivator. So I want to be healthy for my partner. Everybody's got a reason why they should do what they're doing, like why they should take charge of their health and improve. Um, it's never enough. Yeah, that, that's fucking dog shit. That feels like ass. Um, it's never enough. I've learned over time that, no matter how many external motivators you have, maybe your health, maybe you've got a really bad health diagnosis that actually needs addressing with your diet and, and your exercise. It never, it doesn't matter. Our human brain just like does not give a shit. It's like, eh, when it comes down to doing the hard thing, we're going to gaslight and weasel, weasel our way out of it. And so that's where 
You really have to figure out for yourself how you're going to find personal resilience and personal discipline to own up to yourself, own up to admit the fact that fuck, like maybe my health being bad is not enough to actually make a change. What does that say about me? What does that say about my integrity? What does it say? Like, it's not enough that I want to be healthy for my kids. These are really hard things to accept because no one wants to feel icky about themselves. No one wants to look in the mirror and say, wow, I did this to myself or I'm not very nice to myself. I don't take care of myself. I don't go on a walk when I know that I need to get outside. Those things all fucking suck to accept and they all need to be bundled up, wrapped up and soaked in radical empathy because there's a reason why. There's a deep, the reason why we don't take care of ourselves is very, it's different for everybody. For some people, it's lack of education. For some people, it's lack of like education, like your parents didn't teach you how to take care of yourselves um, and you took care of someone else for your whole fucking life. Uh, For some people, it's that you were never prioritized and so you never knew what prioritization of yourself actually looks like. For some people, you're you're a radical people pleaser and so you're always going to put yourself last. For some people, it's childhood woundings, childhood traumas, maybe adult woundings, adult traumas. The list goes on and on. For some people, it's many of those things. And you've got to walk that for yourself and figure that out for yourself and choose to not let it be the excuse that holds you back from actually giving a shit about yourself. And so that is um, commonly the the... The feedback that I get, of course, from my clients, but also listeners on the podcast is what makes me different in my message as a coach is the the kindness and the empathy of true change for yourself internally, because truly no one's coming to save you. Like no one is coming to really, I've learned life is a very lonely existence for a lot of people. And that's fucking awful. And so if you cannot have external motivators be the thing, you are going to have to choose to love yourself enough to give a shit about you. And that shit's tough. That shit's tough. When you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're mad, when you're hungry, um, when you haven't slept, all that when you think you're having the worst body dysmorphia day, when you think you're fucking ugly, when whatever it might be, when you binge the day before, when you starved yourself the day before, whatever the pit of despair might be that you get yourself into or you get thrown into, if you're an adult, which you are, because if you're a kid, you should get the fuck off this podcast and not be listening to this. Hello. <laughs> why it's explicit. (laughs) Um, You're an adult and it's a horrible, awful, massive horse pill to swallow being an adult. I wish it on no one, but apparently that wish comes true for all of us. Um, You have to own up and take care of yourself because we don't, we don't, In our society too, now, we we don't have these villages 
Um, everything is highly individualistic. It's not community oriented and it's probably not how we were intended to live, but I don't see it changing anytime soon. So you're going to have to institute that change for yourself. Okay. You have to take care of yourself. And the sooner you start looking at this journey, this experience of going to the gym and eating your foods and eating your vegetables and eating your protein, like they sound like easy, silly things to do, but you haven't been doing them. So are they that easy? No. Do you take care of yourself appropriately? Probably not. And I think we've seen in this kind of self-care movement of like, oh, I take a cutie bath with like, I'm reading my cutie book and I put on like a candle and like a self-care day. I got my nails done. Those are all awesome things. Do those last. Those th- You don't get those things until you've made yourself a proper meal, gone to the gym, gotten a walk and some sunshine in. Like that is self-care. That is actually giving a shit about yourself. The other is just going to mask the wounding, mask the problems. Um, so wow, that was really long-winded and unscripted, my friends, because like I I wish that I could scream it like over and over and over again. Um, especially for women, I've watched all the women in my life never take care of themselves. All of the women in my life put every desire, every need, literally like putting food on their plate last, like never going to the gym because they're so fucking tired from working all day long for everybody else but themselves. Um, It's not okay. I hate it. I despise it. I resent it. And I fight day and night against it. Um, You need to take care of yourself. You need to prioritize yourself. And then a lot of the women that I coach will say, but what about my kids? I can't put my husband last. I can't, you know, put my kid last. What about my kids? The very thing that you can do to set your kid up for success um, and not feel like they're failing in life, failing their health is to set precedent, set example, set, be the role model, the hero, the superwoman that you already are, be that. Eat healthy. Include your kids in that. You need to go for a walk. Guess what? They come too. They have homework. Guess what? A 20-minute walk is not going to derail homework. Okay? You need to work out. Guess what? You can bring your kid to the to the basement with you while you do push-ups and you do push-ups in between math problems. Like I I don't like the hustle culture over the top discipline crazy drama shit that we do in America because it really drives me nuts and it is the very reassured uh you're going to be burnt out in hustle culture, uh, trust me, of a hustler here. Um, so don't do that. Don't hustle. Um, but hard work is hard work. I will give it to some of the the hustle messages out there of you'd be really surprised how much you can rise to the occasion when you put your mind to it, when you challenge yourself a little bit more than you want to. Um um, uh, uh, humans are as much as fault as we have. Human beings are fucking awesome. 
We are amazing. We have so much resilience, so much ability and power to adapt, to change, to get strong, to overcome. I heard this the other day and and I love this perspective. How incredible is it that out of nowhere, you could start going to the gym, start lifting weights, start walking, start doing all these things. And without even a thought, like without even having to try your, your body goes, Oh, okay. No problem. We'll adapt. We'll get stronger. Okay. Well, we'll get stronger. We'll pull resources. Got that fat that we've been saving. We'll pull that resource. We'll get stronger. No big deal. Love, love it. Um, that's incredible. And so many of us don't ever tap into even like 1% of the potential that we have when it comes to our, our fitness and our health because we don't even give ourselves the chance to rise to the occasion. And so that's, that's the challenge. That's the psychological bit. So yes, there are those three easy steps that you can do the three mechanisms um, that are very simple, but we mess it up. (laughs) We mess it up, okay? We mess it up with our feelings about it, our feelings around it. Um, And I would encourage you to embrace that, be aware of it, take it on, um, and embrace the challenge. Even with those three steps, you are probably going to fail. You're probably going to have a bad day. You're probably going to have a great day. Um, You're probably going to have to Google some things. You're probably going to have to um, learn a bit, challenge yourself, and do something hard. And that's okay. That's life. Um, The other hustle thing that I think is good perspective is... There's always uh, wrapped in empathy, okay? There's always going to be busyness. Like there's always going to be someone that is busier than you who is doing all three of these things and f- and figuring it out because they're prioritizing it. Um there's always going to be an excuse and it's hard because I do struggle with that purely because like my pivot point caveat is mental health um, because I have experienced such awful periods of mental health in my life that I know that there's nothing that anyone could have done or, or did to, to save me or help me or go on a walk or work out or prioritize my health. Like there is a point where you do have huge red flags in your life that you do, you, you have to address because while those flags are up, there's no way that you're going to get green flags up. Um, and that's okay. Doesn't mean that you need to be on a on a physical health journey right now. You need to be on a health, a mental health journey right now. But I will say to the people that, you know, you don't have red flags up besides the fact that maybe you do need to lose weight. You do need to prioritize nutrient-dense food. You do need to improve these health markers. Um the excuses are bullshit. It's in the nature of the name. It's an excuse. And your bullshit is either going to own you or you're going to own it. And 
that is what it is. I again, like I I wish on no one being an adult. It's hard. Life is hard, but it can also be beautiful. It can also be easy. (laughs) It can also be fun. Um, And your mind is really, really powerful. And you can have like believing in duality of like you can have two existing truths at the same time. Like what I'm doing day in and day out is really fucking hard, but it's my choice. I'm choosing this hard, not the hard of having health complications or paying an obscene amount in medical bills. I'm choosing the hard of you know, working out and like, it's making me feel better. It's helping my health. It's helping my mental health. It's helping my joints. It's help and focusing on the positive. Um, instead of being like, Hey, this is too hard. And I have to sacrifice this and sacrifice that like life is going to come with sacrifice. It's a much better place to be in, to choose the sacrifices that you're going to make instead of being forced and strong-armed into sacrifices that you really didn't want to make um, and had the opportunity to to not have to make. Um, again, wrapping that in empathy because shit happens. Life is very hard, but there is that kind of threshold of the in-between, finding the middle of like, The world can be really, like my life can be really hard right now and I can be going through some really tough and shitty things, um, but I can still get a good meal in. I can still, good again, I can still get my protein in. I can still go for a walk. Um, You know, I can still do these things for myself even when it feels really hard. And I think that that is the adultness of growing up. Because when I was like 19 and having really bad mental health problems, I just was still a kid and I didn't have that practice, discipline, or level of resilience yet to be able to have what is it, continuity, like dualistic thoughts within myself of like, dang, my day is really shitty. I didn't sleep well last night because I've been having panic attacks. Like my panic really is horrible, but you know what? I'm going to sit in the sun today. Like, I think that is part of learning how to take care of yourself. That's part of the journey of being kind to yourself and showing up to yourself. Like, is it hard? Um, My new phrase is, I'm an orange peel. Um, Is it hard to orange peel yourself every morning? Um, Like, so my brain, I love pictures and concepts. So my brain, every time I go to bed, I'm like a little cute tucked in, like neat little cutie and a little neat orange peel where I like am, I'm all peeled perfectly or like unpeeled perfectly together. My cute little cutie get tucked into my bed. If you can visualize it, visualize it with me. I get tucked into my, my bed with my dogs and I'm all cozy and lovely and like smell delicious and I'm awesome and great and I'm whole and like I'm really like my bed it provides me safety and wholeness and I'm, I'm whole. And then every morning that damn alarm goes off and I've got to orange peel myself. I've got to peel the cutie layers back. I've got to get undone from the feeling of wholeness and be raw and bare and, and naked and do things that are really uncomfortable. Um, 
every day. But you know what is the lovely, lovely, beautiful piece of being an orange peel is when you peel an orange, it's it's so aromatic and fragrant and you wouldn't get that zest, that fragrance, the uh, visualize the burst with me, the, the burst of beautiful, like aromatic zest spritzing off when you peel the cutie orange back. You wouldn't get that beautiful, delicious, awesome like experience if you didn't go through the uncomfortability of peeling yourself apart. And that is like, I'm letting you into the inner fabrics of my mind, guys. Like that is really like, we just got very close of how my brain works, um, of how I work through my discomfort and adding pictures and visualizations to things that are very uncomfortable for me. You have to find that that positivity, the, the beauty of it all, or life is just going to be miserably sucky all the fucking time. And I've been in that place where all I do is hyperfixate on the negative and it makes it all, all so unworth, unworth it. So don't do that. Focus on, take that deep breath in of that aromatic delicious orange peel zest smell. Um, and the, the peeling experience might be a little bit, a little bit better. That's what I hope. So summary, you're going to get 10,000 steps a day. You're going to weight lift every single week and you're going to hit a calorie and protein goal. And you're going to try to do that every single day Give it your best, give it your all as much as you can for the next year. Yeah, a year. You'd be actually really shocked um, at what you can accomplish in a year if you show up for yourself every single day. Um, You know, within that, you might have to prioritize sleep. You know, you might have to drink some water, maybe get some sunlight, Um, Of course, those things are going to make you feel better, make you more incentivized to want to do those three things every single day. Um, But really start with mastering those three steps as your baseline of giving a shit about yourself. And your whole life is going to change, okay? Now, some of you might be like, now, where am I at? I'm almost at a fucking hour, guys. Okay. Um, maybe listen all the way to this end and you're like, all right, yeah, like I'm an avid listener. Like I love Alexis, but I'm like surpassed that I've done that. I don't like struggle with that. I get my movement in, I go to the gym every week. Like I've been doing that. I'm good with my nutrition. Like I need a new challenge for the new year. I want to be challenged. I want to do something, um, more absolutely. Um, there are a couple things you can do. Like I said, you can set performance goals. Um, you can set new heights. Maybe you want to try and bulk for the first time. Maybe you want to try and cut, get down really lean for the first time. Um, those are cool goals. And this is going to go for you or someone who maybe doesn't want to start simple with the three steps. And you want to start by doing something with a little bit more accountability. 
I am doing a 30-day wellness challenge, um, health challenge, whatever you want to call it, 30-day challenge. Um, And you can do the free version or you can do the paid version. It's only going to be $10, guys, for 30 days. So it's free basically to me. Um, Either one. The $10 version is going to be through Patreon. The free version is going to be through social media. Um, primarily Instagram, but I'll post, uh, stuff to TikTok as well. What is the challenge going to be? Every day we're going to have something that, um, I'm going to designate for you to do. Some days are going to be simpler than others. Um, it it is designed to change your life. I'm proud of it. (laughs) It's designed to, uh, make you grow, make you feel uncomfortable, but hopefully bring your wellness, your health, your being, um, your daily routines, how you interact with yourself and the people around you. It's designed to improve all of that. Um, so you could take part in it in the Patreon. Um, that's where like you're going to have the ability to message me, talk to me. Um, you will also be able to talk to like the other people in the challenge as well. Or on Instagram, you are just going to have the designation. Basically, that's it um, of what I'm doing that day, what we're going to be doing that day. So if you want to join that, you can uh, click the link in the description of the episode for uh, Patreon. You can also go to my Instagram and click the Patreon link. It's already up um, and you can join it and um, get excited for January 1st, okay? Because it's starting January 1st on the Monday that you probably have off. Yep, 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 yep. Um. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope that this podcast episode has helped you a little bit today. Um, If it has, I would really appreciate if you would go and leave a review. Um, That would help me out massively to get uh, the podcast ratings up because little stinker butts do give a one uh, star review because they don't like cursing and they don't realize that I'm just a girl. I'm just a person. Um, so when you do put those one star review in, um, they do tank the overall, um, like ability for the episode to get out. So that's poopy because people suck and I'm not a mega corp protected by millions of thousands of dollars or even this celebrity influencer who just like can do whatever I want. Um, that affects me, affects my livelihood, affects me as a person. So please just give a five-star review. Even if you don't like the episode, like just do me a solid or be a nice person. Uh, I'm just, I'm just being myself now. Um, but anyway, (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in. I will catch you guys in the next one and have a fantastic holiday season. Mm -hmm.